Fellas, fellas, is love real? I don't know anymore. Oh, I thought that was a, a question. Nah, man, I don't know, man. I'm reeling. <laughs> I'm reeling right now because why are you hurting, D? Quavo and Sweetie broke up, man. And the in the cheating allegations on my man Quavo, when we know black men don't cheat. Welcome to Off the Rip with your hosts that front like they know the most. We talking smack about whoever and whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't no experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get thrown out and tossed around. If you can't take the heat, get up out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off the Rip. Nothing in common. Uh, uh, nothing to say, nothing to comment. I can't stay comfort the comments. Um, we got a new uh, doc that dropped on Netflix, a new season of Last Chance U. Um, we want to cover this extensively, and so we're just going to give our preliminary thoughts on it. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys are thinking of right now? Okay, so the first thing I want to go out and say is pretty much that I think this is the best season of Last Chance U. And I know some people have thought, like, maybe because it's just the basketball season, but I think this is the first time on Last Chance U we've actually seen a winning program. Mm. Like every other season, the teams are going like five and five, like seven and five. Like you got like some average ass teams and like they built them up from the beginning as having like this incredibly talented roster. And then they get on the field and then they're just like a regular ass team. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, you know, like it seems like every game these dudes is walking on the field and losing. So I think that's one of the main reasons why I like this because you could actually see that even in winning environments, everything's not all roses. Because people think when you're winning, everything's perfectly fine. People don't have their own other, you know, things going on off the court, you know, dealing with mental health, mental issues and dealing with just everyday life and stuff. They think that, you know, when everything's winning, you know, everybody's winning, everybody's in a good mood, you know. So I thought this was a very good perspective so far. Yeah. Um. And it's crazy too, Mook, because even when and you knew like they were losing momentum like throughout games when the like the music shifted, but then yeah. when you looked up at the scoreboard, they were still like up twenty, but they were just exactly. like having like a. It was just kind. Of, it, ran, it reminded me of like us in our co-ed league where we're like up twenty and we're just we just get lackadaisical and like people start to make a little run. So I'm just like, but it was cool because just just the entire coaching staff and just like the the environment that they were in like sometimes I feel like coaches fake it for like Netflix but like you could just tell like coach Mosley the the head coach of the team and I forget the assistant coach's name and the guy in a wheelchair like they were just they really cared about those kids and they wanted the best for them so yeah yeah, I, I really appreciate it for the relationship that is showing with the uh, black men. Mm. Just there's so many nuances and, and so many dynamics that go on. And, uh, you know, just for the field that we work in, um, working with kids and mental health and whatnot, just it was really um, a parallel process. <laughs> to to say to say something that we say a lot in work but it, it really makes me want to share it with um a lot of the scholars I work with and just have them not even say this is right or this is wrong but just just to watch it and just see what pro see how they process and what comes up for them yeah. each one of these each one of these young uh gentlemen's stories um there's something to learn there's something even like y'all said even from the coaches there's something to learn um not just about yourself but about being on a team and about leadership and like you said, Mook, winning is not all roses. And people try to say winning washes the stink away. But, uh, you know, there's stuff that – there's very real stuff that goes on that happens. And I think uh, Last Chance U does a really good job at showing that. You know, I'm excited to – I'm on the sixth episode. I'm excited to finish it up. Yeah, I would just – I would echo a lot what you guys are saying. But I think for me, I, I always enjoy, like, the relationships for a docu-series like this and kind of seeing, like, how a team interacts with each other, how they interact with the coaches and stuff, and just the the stories of, of the, the students' lives. So I think that's the cool thing that I'll be interested in just kind of continuing to to follow through with. Yeah. One of – like, one of my favorite things about TV shows like this is nothing can be scripted. 
You know what I'm saying? Because like they know the cameras are there, but real emotions are really shown out here. You know, like a lot of times in during last chance, you you can see real emotions happen. Everybody knows the cameras are there and stuff like that. But when you're on a field or when you're on a basketball court, that camera means nothing to you. So at mm. the end of the day, you you're out here playing. You know, this is these are their their livelihoods right now. They're trying to get to the next level. And when they're on these courts and playing these games and stuff like that, you know, they're not concerned about like you seen the kid like, you know, walk off the court one time. Like, you know, stuff like that really happens. Like this is real life stuff. That's why I love, you know, TV shows because the, the this can't be scripted, you know. They can't script a score. They can't script, you know, how an outcome of a game goes. Like it's just, this is what's actually going on. There's no okay, cut, like stop. We need to redo that scene. You know? So that's what I love about the um these docu-series like that. Yeah. Shout out to Coach Mosley because um, Indeed talked about it too, like it being a parallel process because you talk about LJ who I think in the first scene walks out and has this tantrum in the locker room, but being able to control that, the different temperaments on the team and being able to rail them in um, rather than destroying the, the overall like cohesion of the group. Um, and I think he does a really good job at doing that. Um, and to your point, Mook, like, Everything is raw and it's uncut. Everything's unscripted. So, who's your? I will let's 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 end with this. Who's your favorite um, player in the series? Uh, mine is either. I, I really like Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, I I I admire his story and what he's gone through. I feel like he's he's misunderstood. Um, he's working on so much, but it's like you still have so much to work on. So I'm really rooting for him. I think one of the coaches coaches says he's the most likable asshole. Yeah, I love and, that comment. Know, something I relate to that, and uh, so I want to see him succeed. Yeah, him and, and KJ because KJ dunks everything. KJ's yeah. a beast. KJ's an animal. And, and to Dee's point, remember when um, he was having a conversation with the producer, and he said, you know, who like how do people view you? And he said like an asshole. And he said, do you think that's true? And he said, no, I just think I'm dealing with like the toughest time in my life you know what i mean so yeah. i thought that was kind of cool but I, I i like kj a lot because kj yeah. that dude's a bucket yeah yo as crazy as it sounds like i first hated um what's his name joe hampton yes i first yeah. hated him but like now you're kind of starting i don't know maybe i haven't finished this uh, the whole thing through but like now you're kind of seeing like a different side of him yeah and like you could actually see like he's not a bad person mm-hmm like you can see, like he's kind of maturing. I don't know if it's just the way that they they're you know portraying it on the screen and to try to kind of make you like him. But it yeah. seems like when you get him off the court, he seems like the best possible kid. Like I remember one time they were all in that classroom, and he was talking about like man, like because he was like yo, mom, I forgot what kid said like oh my mom's not even gonna come to the graduation. So he was talking about man, a year ago I was in a completely different space. Shit, that's your mom. She gonna beat it. So mm-hmm. you can see, like, you know, he's a great person off the court, and obviously, like, he lets his emotions get the best of him. But I'm starting to, I'm starting to actually really like him because he's just a really interesting person. Yeah, not just that move, but he also, um, he also showed humility and in, 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 uh, was humble when Malik, the guy who's starting over him, was asking him, like, "Yo, how do you get to your spots? Oh yeah, yeah. How do you yeah, score?" Yeah. And you know, it's it's like Joe clearly wants to start and should start. Yeah. And the fact that he was put that to the side and was like, "Yo, let me help Malik out, and and let me show him what I do." I thought that was dope as well. It showed a lot of character growth. Yeah. Exactly. Malik's funny as hell too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> some of the stuff he be saying, he's funny as hell. Yeah, disillusional man. Yeah. Disillusional. Yeah. But we can save that for uh, later when we break it down. Yeah. This one is a. A difficult one, you know. So, Shiz, what we got for this topic, man? <laughs> Yo, don't throw that. <laughs> See what you did there, bro. Don't throw that shit on me. <laughs> oh man. Yo, bro. so we got we got Deshaun Watson, bro. Yeah, go ahead. Deshaun Watson. Six. Derek Deshaun Watson, actually. Derek Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry. He has what accused of sexual misconduct allegedly are allegedly i'm sorry allegedly and there as of now we 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 believe 
that there are eight women that came forward. I'm sorry, sexual assault. There are eight women that came forward and claimed that Deshaun Watson sexually assaulted them. D, what's your take on this? Man, um, this one, this one is like I said, it's a tricky one. Always, 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 I never want to deny the, I never want to deny or silence um, anyone who's been abused. I never want to look like I'm like not supporting those who need that support. But this timing is impeccable. And that's what I will say on that. And I'll let you guys talk more. And then I'll come back around later. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where uh, I think hopefully they just go through the legal process and, and, you know, kind of figure out what happened. It's always concerning when you see this many people come forward, this many women come forward and, and say this has happened. You know, it, it, regardless of what happens, it's never a, a, a good look or um, something that you, you want to see. So, you know, I, I would say my hope is that you know, they go through this process and they figure out what's actually going on, you know, regardless of um, what Deshaun's saying, what these women are saying, like, there needs to be some level of uh, integrity in how they go about, you know, dealing with issues like this, because obviously it's not the first time we've seen this, you know, this is, I don't want to say commonplace, but to see um, assaults or allegations, you know, stack up like this by multiple women who are courageous enough to, to say something about it, you know. And that's the thing is you never want to discourage somebody from standing up. And I think our society unfortunately does that a lot by, you know, calling people out or saying they're lying or discrediting them. Um, but, you know, like you said, it is kind of a tricky uh, situation. You know, obviously none of us really know all the details just from what's reported out. So I, you know, my hope is just that, you know, it, it gets done the right way that there's not, shady shit going around from the nfl side or from the the women or from deshaun um and with that i think it's also another i don't want to say opportunity but um it's something that the nfl is going to have to figure out how they're going to handle it you know there continues to be a lot of issues with their players around uh assault and and sexual assault and, and other things as well but you know it'll be interesting to see how the nfl handles it I think right now they've made a statement that says that they're monitoring it and they've started an investigation. Um, but you know, like it, it makes you wonder: Is he suspended right now? Can he go to the, Can he go to um, the facility? Is he still in contact with his team? You know, mm-hmm. if he was a different player, would he just be instantly on the exempt list? Like, it, it really starts to make you you think about the consistency of how the NFL handles stuff like this. It, it immediately makes you think about Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. Right, it was wild too. Yeah, that, and that was a very different time with how they handled that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And this one just it stings, man. And first of all, I want to say to any any of the uh, potential victims, like definitely my heart goes out to them, and they, I do not want to take away from their experience what they experience. It just just I'll be real with y'all. It hurts, man, because Deshaun he had no he had no uh, previous. Uh, inconsistencies or, or hiccups in his in his life that we've seen, like his professional life. He's been a consummate, or I don't even want to say a consummate professional, but he's presented as that. He's been presented as that. He's a black quarterback in the NFL. He won a national championship. So just as it's just like, I want to root for him. Mm-hmm. I want to. And then some shit like this comes out. It's just like, my God, what the it's like you can't just you can't you can't trust anybody anymore man like everybody's doing some wild shit if this is the case like what is going on like you said Kareem like what is going on in the NFL that people are that their players keep being attached to assault violent or sexual assault cases but also what pisses me off again because we got to look at all the nuances in this situation is this shit is getting plastered everywhere Chad Wheeler beat up his girlfriend to mm-hmm. the point of thinking that she was dead. Talk about it. And and nobody be found. nobody wants to talk about that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody wants to talk about that. So again, that's why I think about Ben Roethlisberger is just like again, if if he was if Deshaun Watson was a white dude, how would this be getting covered? 
But again, I want to say all that. I'm not trying to take away from what the victims have gone through, but it's just like the stuff that I have to look at as a black man, like shit that I just have to look at. And the one thing I want to make a note of is the relationship that the uh, the attorney has with uh, the Texans, I believe it's the general manager. No, not the general manager, the owner of the Texans. Um, I guess they have a prior relationship. So there is that dynamic, not saying I'm obviously not, you know, I can't throw any conspiracy theories out there, but I'm just saying that that them having a relationship and it seems to be like conveniently time that this comes out around the same time that Deshaun Watson does want out does raise some question marks in my opinion. So um, a lot of people on Twitter have coming out with the opinion that this is either um, one of the worst scandals we've seen with uh, a current athlete at um, the current time uh, or one of the biggest uh, jobs of trying to tarnish a smear uh, somebody's uh, yeah exactly tarnish somebody's um, image um, for your own benefit for their own benefit so I mean obviously I can't make any cons- I'm not going to make any conspiracy theories but it seems based off what Sean Watson says he's very confident that he's going to overcome this and that's why I'm kind of leaning towards it could be, but like yeah, I said, I can't it, it go. Also, I can't go either way. It also hurt too because I on Instagram. What, he's one of my favorite. Him and his um his girl on Instagram are one of my favorite IG couples. Mm-hmm. So like, man, I'm it's like I was really rooting for them too. Like, is this this whole shit just like damn? It, it rocked my world when I heard it. Like you said, Mook, need to wait for more stuff to come out before we can put this on somebody's name. Um, and to anybody who is affected by it, um, I hope that they can heal and I hope they get what they need and deserve from it. But sticky situation. Especially with all the stuff that Deshaun Watson does do for that, the community in, in Houston, as you said before. Um, I'll give that a lot of the athletes in, in Houston have been very um, vocal in helping that city every time um, something happens there. Um, you know, whether it be, you know, the floods, floods or, and power or exactly so i mean deshaun watson's in one of the you know one of the forefronts in that doing that kind of stuff so i mean obviously you don't want to say it's true or not true but i mean i just have a very hard time believing a person with that kind of you know that kind of upbringing um, sometimes those be the ones though sometimes yeah those i completely be the agree ones. so yeah. yeah so obviously i'm sometimes not like i said i'm not i'm not going on either side of the fence but um it would it would just really blow my mind if it, if it's true. Again, you just hope that you know, like the the women are able to be heard, that Deshaun's able to be heard, and that you know they get to the bottom of what really happens. Um, and, and again, showing support for everybody that's been involved. You know, obviously, you want to support the victims and the people that have been strong enough to to make these uh, reports and go to the police or the property authorities. So you want to show them support, but you also like. You also get into you don't want to claim anybody guilty until you know the the facts have been proven. You know, and these reports come out, and people always instantly, um, you know, think the person's guilty because we should believe the accusers, but we don't need to do that without assuming without assuming guilt. You know, like you can you can have one side without the other in a sense. I, I believe that's possible. So I think again, you need to support the women and the people that have gone through this, but you need. We, we as a society and community, I'll speak for myself, actually, I need to make sure that, you know, I'm not jumping from one side to the other and, and allowing just the legal process to go through and make sure these people are heard before you really kind of and, make and any also, every, every situation is different. Like, right. We can treat these, situ- not these situations, but we have to go through these with nuance, man. Like, yeah. it's not uh, everything is black and white. Not everything is the same. And yeah. a lot of this stuff gets paint. A lot of the stuff we all just categorize and put it all in the same boat. But it's like, if there's more due diligence to go through everything and look at the details and see what's different or uh, see what actually happened among each situation, um, I think that's very important as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some prayers to everybody involved, you know, for sure. 
And that concludes our segment on Deshaun Watson. All right, so you know what we are in that. Talk about basketball. We are in uh in March right now, and uh, as you know, in March we uh got a pretty big uh basketball tournament going on, um the uh NCAA tournament. Obviously, uh the round of sixty four has just concluded as of last night. Um, fellas, how's you guys' uh brackets looking so far? Man, shit is fucked up. <laughs> that shit is fucked. Yeah. Yo, my pops, my pops hit me last night. Was like, yo, like I picked um, Oral Roberts over Ohio State, and I was like, you most certainly couldn't have picked that. And he showed me the bracket. I actually made that pick. I was like, nah, you're wow. bullshitting. Like he was like, I mean, every year there's usually a big upset. I was like, but there's no way watching Ohio State play in the Big Twelve Championship like three days ago. You're gonna be like, I mean, Big Ten Championship. You were going to pick them to lose to fucking Oral Roberts. First of all, I don't even know where Oral Roberts is. So if anybody can tell me where the school is, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I have, I have no idea, bro. Um, who was the who was the other big upset? It was Texas lost to who? Abilene Christian. What the fuck? <laughs> in, in Loyola, Chicago, yo, they had like um. They they beat somebody too, but my whole shit is fucked up, bro. I'm so y'all, mad. <laughs> y'all blame uh COVID at all for this? You Hell think yeah, this I blame COVID. Upsets? You think so? Well, COVID got Oregon to the next round. Yeah, they just they just uh, yo, no contest. No, that's what I'm saying. I had all that's wild, bro. bro I they, that was BCU, right? They played. They were playing yeah. BCU, right? BCU. Especially oh, shit, considering what's happened this Oklahoma. year, like that's crazy. They just. I, I don't know how they do that. That's just the higher seed, right? I guess so. Nah, they were like, no, they I think, play. I think, no, I think it was whoever was impacted by COVID. So I think somebody on BCU got COVID, and they were like, so their team had to, yeah, force y'all, <laughs> y'all got to hold this L, cause tough, no bullshit. Bro. That's so tough. No bullshit. If you're like one of the eight seeds, right, and you got to play Gonzaga tomorrow, you tell them, yo, go to their dorm real quick. Just go hang out with them for a minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go hang out with Jalen Suggs. Yo, Some biological you, warfare, bro. Like, <laughs> you know who's looking good on um pause. That sounded event. crazy. You know who's um a decent ball player? That dude from um Iowa. Uh what's the big man's name? Uh 55. He's like a pro. Mook, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. You don't know the He's dude's name? Shit. Mm-hmm. I just said Garza. Can you um, hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. I, I was oh, like... I said my shit was going out, I guess. I thought I said like four <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I have them beating um, Gonzaga in my uh, Elite Eight. So I need them to continue to play well. Yeah. Gonzaga's over here beating up on HBCUs and shit, throwing, mm-hmm. throwing alley-oops off the glass. <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy. So speaking, <laughs> speaking, speaking of March Madness, uh, we got the women's basketball side starting today um and there was some things that were coming across social media um the differences between the way the women's march madness tournament and the men's are being treated y'all want to talk a little bit about that or what's your take on that i saw something um richard jefferson was on espn like a day or two after a lot of those videos went viral and he said something that he's been saying for a while but just like the NCAA are thugs. Like they don't care about their students. Um, he talked about how, like, you know, they had all these people planning for the NCAA tournament, men's and women's, all these people putting their thoughts and ideas into the food, the cafeterias, the weight room. And nobody thought, oh, this might look bad if people take pictures of the men's weight room and the women's weight room. And he was just like, you know, just like knocking them. Like, how did nobody think about this? Like, these are such clear differences. Yo, uh, it, it's crazy. Reem, they had um, <laughs> it was like men's like weight room versus women's uh weight room. It was just like one like weight rack for a whole team yeah. for the women's, and like the men's they had like fucking bench presses and like all different types of weight sets and stuff. You got yeah. one weight rack in a like a, and then when you like zoom out, it's one weight rack in a whole fucking ballroom. It's just an empty and just room. chairs. And, 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 yoga, and, and yoga mats. Mm-hmm. 
it, it really was disrespectful, it's yo. So it was really disrespectful. Like that's really messed up. It's, that it's disgusting, bro. Yo, it's that disgusting. shit is crazy. They then, are deep. They're high level athletes, yeah. and you think that that's okay? Yo, so, and, what what I can't even work out with that, bro. What are, what are you supposed to do with that? Yo. Yeah, I don't yeah. even work out, and that shit looked yeah. horrible. Yo, and then and then the men got the whole hygiene kit, bro, and and they got like what fucking lanyards and like not just the hygiene bro. kit, bro. They got the they got, they got gear and shit like mad gear, the gear, bro. Bro, that yeah. shit is nuts. Yeah, that shit actually made me tell you, that shit but it doesn't make disgusting. sense. Like, like yo, it's screaming. like who 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 is incompetent enough to just a okay this? Yeah, not right. one person spoke up and said this is wrong. Right, like you might not want to do that in like Women's History Month too, out of all months. Right, right? bro, come on, it's March. Like you might not want yeah. to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Well, this Even is why food, this, bro. I don't understand the food. It's yeah, catering. Yeah. Yo, no right. cap. Why are you using? Why, why, why is the food different? Why is the food different? The food on Yo. both sides look trash. Yeah, bro. Looks horrible. I'm not gonna lie. It does, but like, bro, I'd be li- I'd be living off of pizza rolls for like the next month. Like, if if yeah, I was still, continuing to move this tournament, I'm not eating this food. But why but, is yeah, that shit was different. crazy. Why is it like? Why is there? A why is it different? Period. Yeah. Yeah. It should be buffet style for both. Yeah. It doesn't make no sense at all. But I get it's I get it's COVID. I guess, but like, why can't they use the same fucking gym? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess so because of all of uh. Obviously, because of all of um, the outpour that they've um, gotten, a lot of people have gone into um, donating. Like, I know Dick Sporting Goods has went out and donated equipment. Um, there's a, a gym, a gym company that um, Orange something, Orange Theory or something like that. If I got the name wrong, um, somebody please correct me. Um, but they donated uh, a bunch of equipment to um, Indianapolis. I know... Um, I saw Vanessa Bryant. She reached out to see what she can do to um, donate. And a lot of uh, NBA players and um, WNBA players have reached out to, you know, do what they can to help. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it shouldn't have to go on these other people to have right. to donate to make up for the NCAA's fuck-up. So, like my mom was saying, like, it shouldn't be something that's like, oh, that's my bad. I'll fix it next time. That should be, oh, you've lost your job because you thought this was Absolutely. okay. Right. Absolutely. Whoever, the, whoever is the leader. Someone, is yeah, like, someone needs to get fired publicly. Exactly. And it's crazy because, like, that's that's the great thing about social media, though, right, is that we everybody just bullied the NCAA into making some changes. Like, mm-hmm. And that's just – and it sucks that that's what it came to, is that this player and these players had to post video differences for anybody to even notice that it was this bad. And then the NCAA sees the press, and they're like, okay, we need to do something. Like that's not how it's supposed to be. Who, who um, we gotta figure out who's in charge? We gotta start naming these people's names. Nah, you just got the yeah. NCAA. We got like we know who Roger Goodell is. We know who Adam mm-hmm. Silver is. Like we gotta start naming these who the people by name. The, uh, it, yeah. it needs and, to be completely reworked. Mark, it's not just abolished Mark and started Emmer, fresh. Yeah, I believe Mark Emmert is the president of the NCAA. Yeah, and, and like you said, Reem, like. How many times do we need to know that these the, the NCAA is a bad institution? It doesn't like, care about thugs, the students. Like, they don't care you, about the you students. You ask any, any D1 athlete, they're going to tell you the NCAA does not care about me. It cares about my money, and, and that's it. The scholarship. The what they can do for it. That's it. Which yeah. is also showing up because we've seen the rec- some of the Rutgers players protesting because they're not making any money off of their likeness. And, and more players are starting to protest, talking about um, NCAA – I'm not NCAA property. Yeah. And the thing, I've been saying this for the longest time now, I never fault the kids when we find out in 20 years that they were taking money. Because at the end of the day, somebody is making money off of their backs at the end of the day. So if, yeah. if a person wants to give you money for your place out on the, on the field, I can't even knock you for taking that money. Well, not just the someone, the-, the NCAA. It's the perfect system. You don't pay your employees. Yeah, it's modern slavery. For real. Yeah, call it what it is. It's modern slavery. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's such a frustrating thing because you got people that I don't think are into, maybe not into athletics as much or don't understand even the, the D3 or D2 um, schedule, much less the D1 schedule. And they say, oh, you got a scholarship, you got housing, you got food. But it's like, it, that's, not, that's not the point. Like, that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. 
it's something very different that the fact that the NCAA is making so much money off of these specific kids, how they look, how they act, how they talk, but these kids can't do anything to help their families. They can't do anything to, to get some of that money back to them immediately unless they are able to be that 1% or less than 1% that graduates and goes pro, you know, or has to go overseas mm -hmm. or, or do this. Or do like it, it, it's such a ridiculous system that continues to be allowed still because I don't even know why it continues to be allowed, honestly. I guess because it makes money at this point. Because yeah. it makes money. Yeah. It makes too much money. And, and the NCAA puts in rules to make sure that there's no possible way that you can, you know, not go through them to get to a certain point. So, like, the NCAA put in – well, the NBA put in the rule that you have to do one year removed from high school to be able to enter the draft. Obviously, there's routes around it now. You can go – to Europe and things like that. But when it first started, put that rule in, you know, they're like, okay, you can do other things. But at the end of the day, the NBA is going to knock you for the fact that you didn't play at an NCAA. Um, a, yeah, there's a, a there's a partnership. There's a partnership. So, who like, made the rule people, where. Oh, go ahead, Mo. I was saying, like, people put in. So, like, essentially, like, you can go play overseas for a year or you can go play in the G League for a year. But at the end of the day, when you go into the NBA draft, your draft stock is going to knock because they're going to say you didn't play against competition for a year. Mm. Obviously now it's a lot different because you could see other routes. Like for example, Darius Baisley um, just worked for a year, a million dollar um, internship, um, New balance. internship yeah. Yeah. For, and got drafted in the first round. So obviously it's the NBA is starting to warm up the idea because they realize like, you know, it's bigger than me just looking at who you played for a year. It's also about measurables and things like that. And then you have the guys that are in the yeah, G League. The NBA, and the I NBA realized that it's a worse product if they funnel it through the NCAA. It's exactly. not the, the, the product gets worse. So in which which league was it? The NBA or the NCAA that made a rule that agents had to have one year of school before they could. Um, the NBA. Oh, that, that, NBA was, that, was, that was the NBA rule. That's the Rich Paul rule. Rich Paul. The, yeah. 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 Well, it, and it's rule. a it's a historically racist rule too, right? Because it. Yeah. it, it cuts out a huge group of agents that mm -hmm. didn't go through the scholarly route, but took the classes or did whatever else to be eligible. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it such a fucked up. Because Rich Paul was taking they all fixed, them, them high power. Uh, they did. No, they did. They did. Yeah. Athletes. Or they, man, I don't know if like... they fixed it. They, they made some changes. It was, it was, it's the Rich Paul rule. And I think it was also uh Jay-Z's rock nation rule too. Yeah. yeah. They were saying because he didn't have um any past like sports, something it was something that he didn't Bullshit. have so that they were that's yeah. what they were trying to do to stop rock nation but obviously as you can see you know clutch sports and rock nation still you know they're, they're the two dominant crazy two dominant uh two flagship companies now yeah exactly didn't jerry jones have a sports agency too like in a, as a, he was an owner and he had his like own sports agency or something like that so like i mean essentially he just like double dipping <laughs> That's why they made Jay-Z give up his ownership of uh, the Nets, too. Because mm. he wanted to become an agent. Uh, he got them to Brooklyn. was like, all right, I'm out. I did my job. One of the hardest lines. Nets could go 0 for 82, and I look at you like, this shit gravy. <laughs> <laughs> man, Hove, Hove stunt's different, man. Hove stunt's different, bro. Yeah. But... I mean, like, the, the fucked up thing is that, like, we'll go back to the, um, talking about the NCAA. The fucked up thing is that it takes all of this to, you know, open up the eyes of of the mass. Well, not open up the eyes of the masses. It just brings light to it of seeing that the NCAA really doesn't care, whether it's, you know, talking about, you know, the women's facilities or food or, or the gift bags that they got. But, and the same thing for the men's basketball team. You see, like, they put, you know, millions of billions of dollars in there every year because you know obviously somebody's watching these people and and you know there's gamblers that are making money there's these colleges that are making money just mm -hmm. you know even even if your team is not technically in the ncaa tournament you can make money if a team in your conference succeeds mm -hmm. so everybody's making money but the players like for example yeah. like when alabama wins a national championship vanderbilt gets paid LSU gets paid, you know, Florida gets paid, all of them make money just because LSU, because Alabama won. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, like, you know, what they say is, oh, you know, we'll put, since we can't give, oh yeah, that is, that is a fact. 
they all everybody um makes money off of it. Everybody in that conference. The SEC gets a share of that um the winnings. It's fucking but nuts. exactly. But like what they say is, you know, we get like Dabble Sweeney, I think he's making ten mil a year or something like that. Mm. And because they can't pay the players, they just give them a thirty million dollar facility. That you only get to use for what, three year three, four years, maybe five if you're lucky. So what is that facility doing for you? You don't live there. Mm. <laughs> you're just there when you're at school. Yeah, speaking of local uh, ball players, I think Shabazz spoke on that too. Yeah. Um, when they when they made their March Madness run, talking about going going to sleep hungry, and then that's when you you see like these schools coming up with like these nutrition bars or late night bars for for the athletes and stuff. So there was just like a huge uproar around that. Yeah. Well, Kareem, like you said, even at the D three level, even at the D three <clears> level. <throat> I remember times when the basketball team would get back and you know the dining dining halls closed. Like, yeah. and, and bro, we used to get twenty five dollars stipends, bro. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this, bro? Yeah, man. Y'all like, not, y'all not eat. Yo, we y'all got twenty. <laughs> we got twenty five dollars. Yo, and then the crazy thing is when we, as the season progressed, <laughs> no, no, no. As the season, as we went through the seasons, if we traveled somewhere, the AD would give the head coach like a hundred dollars, bro. And we just be like, yo, like, what you gonna you gonna swing that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gonna eat, you know what I'm saying? What? Just we just get like a couple pies of pizza, like you know what I'm saying, a couple pizza pies. And I'm just like, damn. That's crazy. Y'all got any money at all. The only time yeah. our team ever got money, and we're right, we're a football team with 120 dudes. The only time we ever got any money was when we made it to the NCAA playoffs and mm. the and it was was sponsored or, or whatever the process is where we got money. Because yeah. we were we made it to the playoffs, you know. Like or when you play like a Division One school and get washed, and you get right, like right. and then you get paid. For it. <laughs> yeah. you get like seventy five. Yeah, congratulations, your... right? It's yeah, a you gotta go play Southern headache. Vermont, guys. <laughs> gotta go play UNH, fellas. Come on, yep, we on TV. Down forty, yeah, D, like <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Is, this week. <laughs> is like there a lot of sports teams would have practice schedules where they'd get out of practice and the dining hall would be closed. They wouldn't be able to eat. You know, yeah. like that happened to us countless times for football practice, you know, like mm. and, and dudes would have to, you know, hoard uh, food for lunch, bring it back to the dorm. So they'd have some for dinner or they'd yeah. have to spend money, you know, downstate or in like our other cafeteria where we'd have like Domino's or like fast food stuff. But like it, it is it's crazy. Like it, it's such a flawed system. D3 on a smaller level, obviously, but still an issue, you know, just all NCAA again. Yeah, man. That concludes this segment on the NCAA Gangsters. All right. Well, in, uh, in other uh, in other news, um, as many people probably know, we had a another mass shooting um, last week um, that included uh, eight people being killed, um, and, and six of them being Asian women. Um, and so this was was in the media, uh, you know for a lot of different reasons, but a couple of things that stood out to people were is the, the belief of this being a hate crime. So Robert Aaron Long, um, the shooter was arrested in connection to the killings and reportedly admitted to them. Um, but the issue being that, uh, again, six of these women that were killed were Asian women and they were shot at um, massage or spa parlors uh, in the area of Atlanta. And so this is brought to, um, people's general attention about the ideas of, you know, again, hate crime or racism in our country. And to see something like this happen is, you know, one, always just so heartbreaking to see people lose their lives and to see, you know, again, mental health and people just be able to do such terrible things for whatever reasons. But um, again, it's brought the issue of, you know, how and why people classify crimes as hate crimes or don't classify them as hate crimes. And on top of that, we get some comments from the the sheriff's office related to the shootings that just seemed, in my opinion, ridiculously ignorant and careless given, you know, where we are today as a society. Um, So I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion about just how how the media has kind of spoken about these these shootings recently, and then maybe just kind of touching on uh, these, the sheriff's remarks in regards to the, the shooter and 
giving maybe an excuse or a reasoning for for why this happens. Yeah, I think yeah, um my fault, D. Go ahead. Um the sheriff, right? He said that the shooter had a bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> you you think? But um for me, my frustration comes from um one, let's call a spade a spade. This was a hate crime. Not only did the man go from one spa to another, he drove across like another county, went to a third one, and his patterns alone, he targeted a group of people. But then he walks away unscathed. He isn't, you know what I'm saying? He get he he he's able to walk away from the situation. And you're on national television telling people that this man had a bad day. I'm tired of hearing that shit. I've seen different sides on social media. Somebody said, and here is another white man walking away from a mass shooting unscathed. And then a white person had a nerve to get on there and say, well, at least he, um, you know, complied with the police. Are you fucking kidding me? So that's what my frustration is with this shit, man. Like I, I, this shit, this is this is the thing that like boils like my blood, bro. Because it's just like the media once again, intentionally creating a narrative and not calling it what it is. This was a terrorist attack. He terrorized a specific group of people, and therefore that is a hate crime against a specific group. Like let's call it what it is. Let's let's stop masking this situation. You know, everybody thinks that like terrorist is like a foreign, like a foreign thing. Like, no, y'all are some fucking terrorists, bro. (laughs) Domestic terrorism is is very real today. Very real. Sorry, I had to go off, but you know, I'm just. Nah, man. um, I'm going to follow up with you, bro, because it's, or I'm going to build off of what you said, man. It's not like, you want to call a spade a spade? Let's really call a spade a fucking spade. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how we got here, right? And this is the shit that I've been telling people. When they say, oh, Donald Trump is not a politician. Donald Trump is, he, he can't, he doesn't have any power other than whatever. It's like, nah, man, everybody, he has a group of people that listen to him. Yep. And if you look at it, after he started going crazy, calling the coronavirus the China flu mm-hmm. and Kung going flu. wild against, going wild, wild racist um, uh, names for the coronavirus that had to do against, um, Asian people, yep. the violence and uptick against Asian people went up a yeah. huge amount, and and just like he incited the riot at the at the Capitol, yep. he is he's inciting more violence against Asian people, and he needs to be held accountable for that, and those people need to be held accountable for that. Right. If there wasn't this rhetoric around. Uh, I, I I really I I mean you can look at the numbers. The numbers say that it spiked after he started talking like that. Mm-hmm. So he's just emboldening and emblazoning these people to go do some wild stuff, thinking that they have they're entitled to do this shit. And Not people, people, these white people. Yep. Because you got people getting away with it, like fucking Kyle Rittenhouse. Yo, they raised money for his ass to get out of like jail, get out of prison. Exactly. <laughs> so so like people got to realize words have fucking power. Yeah. Words have power, and and you got to be responsible with what you what you say and what you don't say. Right, and and everything about this situation, when you look at the, this man's Twitter and social media account, everything that played out and what he did was premeditated. I hope his ass rots in fucking hell. That's that's how I feel. Oh, and then and then <laughs> on top of that, Kareem, when you talk about the sheriff, the sheriff has anti Asian um anti Asian T shirts on his. On his uh Facebook, yep. So the the sheriff was he's got like you said he's got pictures on Facebook um of having these uh China virus shirts, um, basically t-shirts that insinuate that the the COVID virus started from China, you know. And so these are things he's he's proud. He's showing off on Facebook. He's taking his pictures, um, and then again he makes this comment of oh this kid just had a bad day, and then that's why he killed eight people. It's for me, it's it's the microaggressions and it's these little subtle comments that people try to make to make things seem okay. Where, you know, again, I'm a big person that I like to understand why people do what they do, but that doesn't give them an excuse for it. 
So mm-hmm. if he's trying to explain why this man did that, that's one thing. But to me, it came off more as an excuse. Oh, he had a bad day. He's been dealing with tough, difficult stuff. He was trying to alleviate the temptation um, and, and his sex cravings is why he did this. Like, you know, there's a, there's a balance between giving the details and facts and stating where the person's mental was at when he, when he did this versus giving excuses and reasons. Oh, he's having a bad day. We should be considered, we should be supportive to him and we should improve our mental health. Like, no, that's not when we should improve our mental health. We should have already been doing this. Mm-hmm. We should have already been had this conversation. You know, like it, it's infuriating to me how people can just be so careless and so inconsiderate. But then when one thing happens in, in the way that they want it to be portrayed, they can change everything around. They can flip everything around. What if the shooter was black? What if the shooter was a woman? What if the shooter was Muslim or, you know, whatever? How, how different would this be, you know? And that's the thing that like I can't get out of my mind is is the sheriff's comments and just how careless and inconsiderate it is, but like the greater picture of how we as a society just view shootings like this, where you know, I'll be honest, for me, I'm desensitized to it. Like this is a terrible tragedy. Eight people are dead now. And it's like I feel like this has happened so many times, you know, like this is not something that is is shocking to me because we keep seeing it. And it, it it's absolutely amazing to me that there is still not being enough conversations about mental health. There is still not being enough conversations about gun, gun control, about domestic terrorism, about racism. Like there, mm-hmm. there's so many things that this, that this brings like up. Nationalist. Exactly. That's just infuriating um, to me. It's ridiculous. Man, Kareem, that just brought up for me. When me and Rashawn were in Australia, we, uh, five years ago, six years ago, we were in a cab with the cab driver. It was like, he was like, where are you guys from? We're like, oh, we're from America. And he's like, oh, you don't get shot the second you walk outside there. And <laughs> like, cause, cause to them, it's like, there's a mass shooting every other day. Mm-hmm. You know, in Australia, they haven't had a mass shooting since like 19, the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And once they had one, that was it. They banned guns. They're like, we're not gonna have another one. Exactly. So, so to them, or to a different country, they're just like, yo, this, like, bullets be flying as soon as you step out the crib, huh? It's like, it, it's, for us, it was like, wow, that's crazy, like, because again, like you said, we're desensitized to it. Yeah. So to us, it's like, nah, man, it's really, it's like, I can walk outside, I'm fine. And, Dude's like, dude, there's a shooting there every other, like, month. Indeed, you just, you brought something up for me, because in our time in Australia, remember when we was walking it was like early in the morning i think we were still jet lagged and it was like they were setting up for some sort of uh flea oh, market or something like being that ra- yeah you're, this dude was being straight racist the other and, dude was just i won't call that racist yeah, the other guy but this yeah, dude was no, being racist what you're about to talk about yeah so and then the <laughs> cop like we we asked this dude for he said you guys want some water like he said you want some water mate and we were like yeah of course cool like it is what it is and this police officer came out of nowhere and was acting like went from zero to 100. Like we was trying to rob this dude, like just the aggression and shit. Like, I honestly, I ain't going to lie, bro. For a split second, I'm like, damn, we in a different country. Are we, I'm finna get shot. Like I haven't even locked been, up abroad. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I haven't even been in Australia for like 24 hours yet. And the, the authorities are already fucking with us. But it's just like. Think about that, bro. Like on some real shit. Like this is how motherfuckers view us, bro. Like motherfuckers view us as a fucking threat. You know what I'm saying? Like shit is crazy out here, and we we miles, we thousands of miles away from the from the crib, bro. And this is how motherfuckers look at us. (laughs) Like, and the the thing that that bothered me most about um, the officer's comment was like, okay, when you bring their family in, right, the families of the victims, and tell them what happened, are you going to tell them, yeah, we got him, he was just kind of having a bad day, um, but, you know, we'll, we'll take care of it. Like, do you think those families think like, oh, okay, it's all right, he was just having a bad day. Like, that makes everything so much better. Like, yeah, the fact a, that they had the nerve to say that was like, mm. Like that shit is like beyond like fucked up. Like to think that it's like there's there's mother there's kids that are gonna grow up without a mother now. 
because somebody was having a bad day. Like that's that's the excuse for why you, your mother's not here because somebody yeah. had a bad day. It's such a slap in the face. It's so disrespectful. Like you said, move to the families, to the victims, but just to, to like to everybody, you know, to, to downplay something like that. This man killed eight people. It's not him having a bad day. He has issues. He has problems, but like, you don't, you know, write that off as a bad day. That's not yeah. a bad day. You know, I have bad days. I don't go like we, we don't do stuff like that. People have bad days. Like there is a difference between what he did and then what the general public would consider a bad day. And right. just that carelessness in, in his choice of words, you know, sure, things come out, things slip, but like that that carelessness is is not okay for me. But but knowing that that sheriff had those things up on his his Facebook page, it's just like I don't expect anything less from this motherfucker now. Cause at the end of the day, he's a part of the problem too. Yeah. The end of the day, like when I see shit like that, like at this point, like it's like why why even why do I even look for them to have any answers at this point? Like when I first when the incident first happened and they the police came on television and were trying to say that it wasn't a hate crime, they still have to investigate it. Yet he went to two nail two um, nail salons who primarily run by Asian individuals and decided that it wasn't a hate crime. He went to three. Three. Oh yeah, he was he was on his way to the third. But, but you don't see like how does that like how do you not put that connection together? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Trev, Trev, Trev brought up an interesting point. He said, yo, how do you open fire in public and drive to another, well, multiple locations without people looking for you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you do that? I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm upset. I'm having Light a bad skin. day. You know what I'm saying? Skin, I'm, that's how you do it. I'm upset. I'm having yeah. a bad day. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna open fire on some people. That ain't enough. Like, ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm driving across county just letting them shits off. Exactly. And, like, you look at it, compared to the Dylan Roof situation, it's the same exact thing. And we've seen it before. And, you know, we have to compare the same thing to, look at Breonna Taylor's boyfriend just got acquitted of all crimes. But I'm like, first of all, I think he should be getting paid. But at the end of the day, you know, he's got there's got to be a civil suit there or something, man. They try to I'm put saying. that on him. Exactly. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know, he just got acquitted. Like, oh, OK, now he's not finding the wrong. You thought he was wrong for getting somebody shooting into his household. Like, how are you supposed to react? You have a gun, too. You know, if you do have a gun in your house and somebody's coming shooting your house, you don't know what's going on. The first thing you're doing is firing back. I don't care who you are. If you have a gun next to you and somebody's shooting at you, you're not going there just sitting there dunking. You're going to fight back. So, like, the end of the day, like, this like this narrative that, like, they can just have a bad day and this should be okay and just forgiven, like, that shit's got to end. And, like, if they don't understand, like, this is the exact, like, we're coming into a year, a year in total of, of um, when we first started really going after the Black Lives Matter movement. And you see a year later, the shit doesn't change. Mm. The narrative is still the same. That's like we are deep... wrong. We look at us. We because of our skin color, we are wrong no matter what in the eyes of in the eyes of our justice system. That's what you know, like what D said, man. Shit, I might have to get my guns licensed, bro. Just I packed that thing too. <laughs> in case a motherfucker act up out here, yo. Motherfuckers can't can't continue to be having some bad days, you know what I'm saying? Because I put I put one right in your ass. <laughs> De- definitely, surgical with this shit, Jay. Bit, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely concerns me a little bit, but you know I packed that thing too. <laughs> Come around this way, you will get clapped. <laughs> you will get clapped, yo, for real. That shit is legendary. That's what was that? That's Connecticut, right? I, I think he's from Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means, bro. That's hilarious. That shit bothers me though. I'm sorry. That shit that shit really really gets to me. Yeah, it's a frustrating thing. I mean I I pray for the families, I pray for the victims. You know, I hope that I hope that something comes from this, you know. Like I hope that we can continue to grow from these things and people can, you know, have conversations kinda like we're doing, but have more conversations, people with more power maybe, 
and, and really figure out a way to be more supportive and be more um, proactive instead of reactive to things like this. Cause it, it, it really can't keep happening. I don't want it to keep happening. So I, I hope that people, you know, take this seriously and recognize, you know, their own individual abilities to have conversations and educate. Wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, the sheriff pulls a bitch move and resigns because of the comments he made. Just wouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just strong backlash. I mean, he, it was not a great choice of words, you know, and, and then the, the photos online doesn't really help his case, but who knows? I can't stay all right, all right. So in lighter news, you know, we're going to start off this by, uh, you know, naming a new segment here, our Cardi Minute, you know, Reem's Cardi Minute. Reem's Cardi Minute. Uh-huh. So I, I got some news, y'all. And if I had a camera, this is where I would, I'd say, you know, camera, zoom in on me right quick. You know, look at the camera. Ooh, okay. I got something to say right here. Nah, zoom right? out, zoom out, please. Thank you. Zoom out, zoom out. Yep. Then zoom back in. All right. No, back up. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So in news, um, as we, we all know, Cardi and Meg had an amazing, beautiful performance at the Grammys, you know, uh, performing their, their hit song, WAP. And of course, you know, on CBS, like that hey. on CBS, yeah, right, right, <laughs> for the families, it's for the families, education, yikes, right. Uh. So with with a beautiful song like that, such a such a great educational song, um, it it brought some 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 hate, you know, some people that weren't a fan, so uh, some maybe some old heads, maybe some some people that didn't like it. So there was a, a member of a, a Christian rock band. I won't even give him some name, give him some credit, but he had some comments about Cardi B about the Grammys as well, um, and connected the two in a way that I did not like, um, stating that he felt like Cardi B's song uh, is trying to change the morality of how we look at uh, music, you know, and it's another conversation about people, you know, trying to control what women talk about in their songs, really just trying to control what um, artists write about. And, and so that was the first part where, you know, dude, you can have your opinion, but understand what's going to happen when that opinion comes out and so that's what i gotta say and secondly he related you know cardi's performance and the grammys to hitler which is never a, a good look at all um referencing how there's propaganda to control what should be played on uh the grammys and how we should look at music and again we've had this conversation but um you know, for me, you know, people need to kind of mind their business when it comes to music like this. There's been way worse songs out there. There's way worse lyrics out there. There's way worse, worse, eh, there's way worse music videos out there. So like, I think at this point, you know, if people are still upset about this, they need to check themselves and just get out of their feelings. It's music, it's art, it's creativity. You know, if you listen to Cardi B and if you've listened to Meg talk about the song, I think you'd have a better understanding of why it's not this grotesque, uh, lyrical masterpiece that some people uh, claim it is or isn't but um mm. uh, i know i feel like some guys just need lyrical to really masterpiece. check where they're at <laughs> lyrical masterpiece like that, right? but uh i think some guys just need to check themselves you know wop, this guy needs wop, to check wop himself with this way that, yeah, especially yeah, i don't know, especially if, that's, exactly. I don't know especially if that's lyrical with, venom ring, but <laughs> it's yeah, a lyrical masterpiece d this is party gang <laughs> out here that's just respect oh, all right Especially with that um that little that little hit Hitler comment because Hitler adapted uh you know the Western world's um way of enslaving people so he learned that from 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 the people over here so right. it, it was such like a stretch it, it's a stretch <laughs> to compare Cardi B and the music and the Grammys to Hitler so this guy again he won't be named but yeah but what is what does WAP stand for wet ass can i say this no p <laughs> in case we got some younger listeners educate yourself all right well, this has been my cardi minute watch out now fellas fellas is love real i don't know anymore oh i thought that was it a question nah man i don't know man i'm reeling <laughs> i'm reeling right now because why are you hurting d quavo and sweetie broke up man and the in the cheating allegations on my man quavo when we know black men don't cheat it's just really hurting me dog it's hurting my soul mm, what about quavo though what about quavo i just said that i mean apple, apple don't don't cheat. i mean not quavo um offset that's what i meant 
Oh, that's that's Kareem could have mentioned him in his party <laughs> minutes. No, that's Kareem's territory. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the hey. apple don't fall too far from the tree, bro. <laughs> I, I give I give Cardi the benefit. It. I trust her. I trust her. Man, <laughs> my heart goes out to you, sweetie, and uh, you need a shoulder to lean on, an ear to listen. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. But also in 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 breakup news, I was thinking about this the other day. We had Kim and Kanye are going through a divorce. A couple of days later, it gets announced Kanye is worth six point six billion dollars. <laughs> right after they're about to get a divorce, and all we heard from Kanye was this man is in debt, in debt. Now he's about to get a divorce. He's worth six point six billion. Yeah, you see, Forbes came out and uh, fact checked that though, right? Real quick. Well, regardless of, I'm just saying they're trying to they trying to build my man up to tear him down, take all I'm that from sabotage him. cheese. What is like? <laughs> I mean, how you think they're kind of close? Actually, maybe. I mean, I nobody. Mean, I don't think nobody, that Kim has more money than Kanye. About, okay, so I'm about to say I, I think, think Kim got more money than Kanye. Maybe Kim could have I think more. She does. Yeah, I would think she she have more. Man. Nah, because I think because I think. You think she's? You think she's? I think Kanye might be a billionaire, though. I think they said that he's he's worth like at least a bill, based yeah, off of but Yeezy. Dog, do you understand the worth, TV money, the the fashion money, the makeup money? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Worth and Kylie too. Yeah, she probably got like some partnership in that though. whole lip situation. That the what is it? The lip gloss. And she doing? and she already came from money, bro. Like they already had bread in that family. Yeah. Um, if Kanye owns his masters, I think it's what is his masters worth like 110 mil? I think I read that. Yeah, I've seen that number somewhere, somewhere around there. Let's say, yeah, Over I mean, nobody, mil. nobody could be like worse off than what they did to Lamar, though. They just, you know, what I mean, I mean, Kanye, Kanye <laughs> had his <laughs> Kanye had his moments, but <laughs> he, he, some for some, somehow he just pulls through Lamar, though, be out here in brothels, like. Yeah, Lamar just trying to live his best life. cocaine off, Lamar of, off of people's kneecaps and shit. So. Kneecaps? That's an interesting region of the body. <laughs> well, also talking about money, man. I've been seeing this. I've been seeing this everywhere. And it's been pissing me off, man. People be like, 10K is really not that much money. Like, you guys really don't know money if, if you think that 10K is a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> I'm like, well, who's saying that? Give me you you haven't seen that? I've been seeing that everywhere on Twitter recently. Oh, you know what? You know what that is? That's people feeling themselves with them sim- with them stimmy. You know, they think they got fourteen. They're like, Ooh. yeah, I got fourteen. I can, I got fourteen hundred. I can get to ten thousand, right? Right. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna invest this. I'm gonna invest hey, this hey, in what is, dog what coin. Blessing whatever. circles. Like obviously, <laughs> obviously, ten thousand is not a lot if you're thinking like a million. Obviously. But you can do a lot with ten grand. Oh, There's yeah. so much you can do. Absolutely. And so to see people just off, it's just this 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 stunting, this clout chasing culture that just this new it's generation terrible. just wants to keep up with the Joneses and just act like they act like they got it when they don't. Mm-hmm. Bro, I think Twitter is the worst place for that because all Twitter is just people trying to one up everybody else. You know, yeah. like it is such a terrible toxic place. Like it's it's got its funny parts. And people create some funny stuff there, but but it'd be the funniest a... thing when people get exposed though. Like there was this one black mm-hmm. dude, he was like a relationship guru, coming to find out like a couple days later. Cheating. <laughs> Another black king. Che- They're taking us out. Yo, he got caught cheating on his wife at his house. She walked in on him and, and some other some some other chick. And he was mm-hmm. out here giving advice, selling books. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's like Steve Harvey giving marriage advice on his third marriage. Yo, for real. <laughs> as quiet as it's kept. Advice on like how to take care of your kids. When hey, but you said he's on his third marriage. Laura's out here. Third time's a charm, I guess. Hey, careful, boozy. Careful. <laughs> yeah, we, we are going to respect Lori Harvey in this space. Right. Yeah, easy mook. Hey, man. That's going on, man. Yeah. A wabbering? I was going to say it's it is a funny conversation because people really don't understand the difference in in like money as it as it goes up like 10,000 to a thousand, you know, uh, mm-hmm. one million to a billion, you know, like uh, when you talk about these super, super massive rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that you got some people on Twitter talking, talking crazy because they think 10K ain't nothing. 
think just because they sugar daddy gives them 10k or flies them out <laughs> to a right. nice resort doesn't mean they got 10k in their bank account yo. well you got some of these doing idiots that get like a ten thousand dollar loan <laughs> thinking it's theirs right yeah exactly <laughs> right they get a loan and post it they post their bank yeah, account post my cash and be like oh shit right? <laughs> like slow down there bro come on now but that's like you know back to the the music industry and stuff like people sign these contracts and stuff thinking like oh shit like he got the bag when it's like nah nigga they just loaned you like two million dollars yeah like cadillac records <laughs> he's like every artist gets a cadillac they get their cadillac they're like all right where's my money they're like you're looking at it i'm looking like, at the cadillac <laughs> <laughs> like, right. i told you to buy that <laughs> like, yeah i'm yeah. finna ice up everybody i'm finna get this gold chain like okay yeah cool you could do that but you know there's about like a 16% interest rate on that too. <laughs> right. Yeah, they'd be, they be yeah, so D, of these people. D, I got a question for you. What what came up for you about that? With what? Like you just said, like you you've seen stuff like that 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 hits you somewhere. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know. Oh, I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> What's he saying? Uh, the lottery ticket. <laughs> To bow yeah, out on top of the roof. They yeah. on the roof, yeah. <laughs> that was a deep that, that's the kids. That's the kids' Friday, huh? You think so? Is that the compare? Is that the the comparison? That's the only. I think that's that's all they got, man. They don't got anything else good. Mm. But, yeah, it might yeah, be the man. last good like black comedy. But yeah, that's 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 what I had. I also wanted to say shout out to Kalani, man. If you've seen her last photo set on IG, <laughs> Kalani, again, if you need a shoulder to lean on, you need an ear to listen, I'm out here. I'm ready. Tory Bricks, too. Woo, Tory Bricks. All right, let me let me relax right now. All right, man. That's all I got, oh, man. Y'all got anything else? Yeah, Mook, close us out. Nah, bro. I'm telling you. That's up. That's what you Tell the good people where to find us, Mook. <laughs> you can find us at... On Instagram, off the rip pod, off the rip dot podcast, and then on Twitter, off the rip underscore podcast. That's that's hey, let's go. We are, and I just want to shout us out. Shiz informs me we are making progress. We're up to fifty six followers right now. So, mm-hmm. merch like I soon, said, too. we merch have coming merch soon. coming, but y'all got to tell your friends to tell your friends. To tell another friend hey. to let us to, let's to go move. To us. Okay, then move. That's up, baby. Download and follow, baby. <laughs> exactly. Give a thumbs up. Reach out to us. Reach out to us on social media. You know, tell us. You know, show us. If you think our if like you that. think our takes are whack, tell us. Right. You know, engage with us, yo. We ready to have them conversations. Or if you love exactly. our takes, show us some love. Who knows? You know, we might be doing some some Q and A's on the on the. Off the rip, uh, off the rip Instagram. Do some little questions and stuff like that. Mm. Some polls, maybe some trivia. You know, we oh, get it live on okay. there. So, okay. Let's get it popping, yo. And that has been another right. episode of Off the Rip. Why you? Why you just that? do the Uzi shoulder, bro? You just did the Uzi <laughs> shoulder. All the family fucked up, split. All the minds corrupted. All that trying to good luck with. It's too late for you. It's too late for me. The game ain't fair. I don't make the rules. But if you break free, ain't nobody care. The worst thing to do is forget about where you came from. How the fuck I ended up.